Yeah. Yeah, we're in. I got the ultras. It's um Duracell. You know, we're back to the Zoom. Oh, you were talking um, about the beers. I thought you meant the batteries. Oh, the, the Duracell. Were ultra. Ult- Dur- I think they might be ultra ultras. I know. Uh, I'm back. To, we're back to the uh, the Zoom, uh, not the Zoom online thing, but the Zoom recorder. We're back to the land. It's a back to the land kind of feel. Get myself free. Is that more man? of a? I was actually a bit nervous when I said back to the land, referring to. Joni and Carol King and stuff because, like, obviously, I was thinking Woodstock, back to the land, get mm-hmm. my soul. So free. was I. Yeah, yeah. But it is kind of more of a Northern California, San Francisco counterculture beat movement, isn't it? Like, as a kind of as a thing, the back to the land thing. It's kind of a bleaker vibe, I guess. But like, most of those people aren't even from there anyway. It's kind of a Don Carpenter, Brodigan, New Jersey. Yeah, it's a Brodigan know. thing. You can wind up there. Anybody hey, can get back to the land, brother. Set my soul free, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, we're back on the Zoom recorder. That's what I meant. Well, you were saying you were saying that you thought, <laughs> interestingly, <laughs> that, we, that we, we did a few podcasts through some of your... Universal audio. Pretty expensive yeah. audio equipment, yeah. uh, preamps and such, and that you found that there was something lacking I listened back the to the last episode, uh, the Patreon episode on Tapestry, which, you know, is definitely the best episode we've ever done, easily. So anyone who's not on Patreon, it's the only one I remember. So yeah, I was in a hot air balloon when we did that one. Um, anyone who's not on Patreon, you should subscribe because it was really good. And we're just gonna kind plan- of recreate the re- try and recreate this now, but it won't be. As well, no, good. I just plan to phone in all the Wednesday episodes from yep, now on and kind of yeah. save my energy. Yeah, like a tiger saving his energy for like a Sunday at Augusta. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna kind of shoot, that. you know, shoot park kind of couple birdies you're telling me the about week. like his. And then like, come Sunday, oh, you know, the Patreons on Sunday. You're gonna put your red, but the. Like jacket a, on. like a toreador man yeah. like blood red shirt on we're talking red. six figure nights in vegas <laughs> you check your morals at the airport joni had a vegas phase right with uh jaco pistorius mm-hmm. another one of her lovers long list of lovers amazing but that's uh i think that she actually starts the it's it is a, i'm wondering if it's like is the kind of ashram swami like delivery that kind of beat stream of consciousness like stuff obviously with her it's never a stream of consciousness thing but the delivery Mm -hmm. that you start seeing starts on blue i think of this kind of Mm -hmm. like traveling 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 that kind of thing i just think her delivery her her singing changes on that album forever forever because it goes yeah. from like her really folky yeah. super high-pitched stuff that yeah. i love kind of buxom but you can't listen to it all day no the early ones but like i love it songs for sea bird, yeah, yeah or like clouds yeah but it's beautiful. even ladies of the canyon but blue is really her, she kind of settles into her voice a little bit in the same way how dylan did in the early 70s and it kind of mellows out a bit and they're just like, okay, I'm just going to be a singer now, kind of. Blues, and, blues, blues. Uh-huh. Bluer than blue. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Funny you said that you cried eight times listening yeah. to Blue over on the way here, because I only cried four times last night when I went for a run and listened well, to it. Well, that means you're, I'm half the man you are. I don't know. In I, terms I'm of just masculinity. more just talking about how we both cried a lot, I mean, and how we're both broken inside, and... Uh, blue is the mo- somehow the most gutting like song to song record to just put on and just like I go back to something that Bleaker said when he was on when we were doing uh, Astral Weeks, which was that we don't allow ourselves to as older people, just like mm-hmm. in our thirties, we don't allow ourselves to feel those emotions that we did. Like I used to listen to Blue and like want to cry, you know, be like eighteen, nineteen, and be like. You know, I, I welcoming that kind of existential, uh, you know, or what visceral feeling of emotion towards something, and, and sort of marvel in it, and it made me like feel like I was um, alive, or like I was more, imp- I was important, or I, there was some kind of relationship with this music, and that could have been to do with it existing in a, 
you know, an impenetrable place for me because it was like, you know, I'm in England, but I think that everyone has those sort of records. But I do think that now, like, like even the idea of the song River, like, you know, it's like so sublime. Mm-hmm. It's a sublime moment of like songwriting, of, of personal, interpersonal relationships and songwriting. And I like even just wince at the thought of the song. I know. Like, I know I'm going to go as soon as the it started, piano starts. It started up and I was yeah. like, oh, God. And <clears throat> I'll tell you right now, there were two lyric. There, a lot of it got me listening to the record. Yeah. We're gonna get really into this record, obviously yeah. talking about it. But oh yeah, there were there were two lyrics. I obviously know all the lyrics, but yeah. there were two lyrics that for some reason, you know, when I've been running lately, I think there's something about like get you know you're you're expelling a lot of energy, and yeah, I don't know. I've been kind of breaking down a lot more. It could be the kind of whole COVID nineteen. Yeah kind of isolation not you know and these emotions and thoughts it's that these beautiful emotions. yeah these beautiful expressions of human emotion yeah. just just really just hit me really hard in those moments but yeah. the two lyrics that got me were in all i want the first song which mm-hmm. to me might just be the most gutting and 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 beautiful version sad love song sure that i can think of but the lyric that got me was i want to have fun i want to shine like the sun i want to be the one that you want to see i thought that was so yeah be- something about that was i want to knit you a sweater i just know I what that write you a love yeah make letter. you feel free obviously yeah. to make some to want to make somebody feel free while also yeah. having them be yours yeah. is such a crazy thing. No, but it was, I want to be the one that you want to see. Like, I know that yeah. feeling. Like, you just want the person. Yeah. You want to be that person to everyone, yeah. you know? And and the other lyric that got me that was so crushing was in River when she says, he tried hard to help me. Okay. And he put me but at I'm ease. Just, because just so it was so please, sad that yeah. she's b- completely blaming herself right for everything it's devastating it's graham you know? nash too eh Riddler. no that one okay. i read was james taylor fully mm, i don't know you think so that well it's both it's her baby she gave up not that song yeah i made my baby cry you think that song i was too? heard that line was that yeah, i think she uses the word baby a lot on the record almost every song i mean I, little green I've is always, definitely kind of on of course that. that's yeah. all about the baby yeah but i always i always felt that the way she said that line was about the baby but then I thought it was about her running away from graham nash's relationship kind of our house here or graham nash but also She's james gonna... taylor ended the relationship with her well apparently yeah that's and he's that's maybe the why only i one. made my baby say goodbye like yeah. and that's what she's saying i'm oh, so yeah. hard to handle yeah. i'm selfish and i'm sad but yeah. just the, the the way that she completely takes ownership of all the mistakes yeah. is something about that is I don't know it just really got to me and I was reading this great thing about Chris Christopherson that yeah. he listened to the record and he turned to her and he was like Jesus Christ Say you only keep some stuff to yourself well I was wondering about that specifically <laughs> about Chris Christopherson saying that um, yeah. actually just before we go there I just shout out we got a few new patrons I just wanted to make, just say Gia and uh, Julie you guys like um Really appreciate it. You heard Tapestry, and uh, I like that. And uh, welcome aboard the Rock and Roll Club. You know, we're all going to settle to heaven one day, but yeah, all uh, access. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about before we get there. Um, before yeah, Chris, we get Chris, where to, to Rock, rock and, and Roll, roll heaven. heaven. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of things we need to sort I out. I still get... don't know whether I'm going to get there, dude. It's kind of like Lost, you know, like you need to go through that stuff, like the TV show. It's like, and then you finally, it's like. What took you so long? We've been waiting here for you. And that'll be Elvis and like stuff. I think that's a pretty exclusive club, man. Yeah, I don't know I mean, if you have made enough records to get in there. They're, they were jamming the other day. Why were they jamming again? Who? Someone go there recently? Up in Rock and Roll Heaven? Who went there recently? Uh, Phil Spector? Well, I mean, do uh, <laughs> you think he went there? I'm not sure if he's up in Rock and Roll Heaven. I mean, if it's just based on your talent, which it seems to be, he do you could think, be. Do you he think might there's be a Rock and Roll Hell? And if so, who else is there besides Phil Spector? John, uh, the Mamas and the Papas guy. John Phillips. He's probably in rock and roll hell. Yeah. (laughs) Spectre is producing. Yeah. John Phillips is there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could, this is a a point of contention. I know. I'm trying to think of who else might be there. 
like who, Buddy Holly. Like who's the guy? Buddy like, Holly. No who's way. the guy who like look? No, who's not Buddy guy? Holly. Who's the Jerry guy? Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee Lewis is there potentially. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, he's the guy who's like stared at women in a bathroom. Uh, James Brown might be there. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry might be down there. It's probably pretty sweet. Because you've never heard when you see the rock and roll heaven portraits. Yeah. You never see Chuck Berry and no. Jerry Lee Lewis. No. You know what I mean? It, it's often like yeah. Prince, like a lot of, but yeah. you, you don't it's see the good guys. You don't see no, the bad guys in don't. the picture. No, they're down. Yeah. It's pretty sweet, dude. <laughs> Bonham. What about Michael Jackson, man? That's, yeah, he could be down there. Yeah. He's too big to fail, though. Jury's still out on what happened with all that, but it's not looking I good. I don't know. If you saw that TV show. I didn't the, see it. The, the, the jury's not out, man. The Jesus <laughs> Juice thing. Well, he's down there. Yeah, he's down there. You know Do, what? Finally I'll, doing a Spectre record. You know what else I'll say to that? Yeah. If there's a rock and roll <laughs> hell, well, you know they got a hell of a band. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true in that yeah, case, too. It is. I think there's it's probably a, a lot hell of, like, of a band down there. <laughs> if there's a rock and roll hell, they got a hell of a band. Yeah, man. They got a heaven of a band. <laughs> It'd have to, it, that's how it would work. You'd yeah. have to do it. It's a switch up. Yeah. But I was thinking, yeah, with Chris Christopherson. Like when he said to Joni, like, listen, you gotta you gotta keep some of yourself to yourself, you know, don't put it in there. I was just wondering if he was like, you know, cause she's a she was kind of a top shagger. You know, she was yeah. screwing them all, right? She had Which rel- is really funny because your our our friend Sam Vom Cruz yeah. after we spoke the other day, I was listening to a Chris Christopherson song and yeah. I sent it to him. Yeah. And he was like, He's the top shagger. Oh, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, big oh, time. Which is yeah. funny that But Joni was the top shagger. Like right. hottest he might have been the hottest cock in Hollywood at the time. Right. But you know, she was She's in or Nashville or New York, well, like or Crosby, wherever. Graham Nash, you know, James Taylor, Sam Shepard. I um, really like Chris Christopherson a lot. But I'm just wondering if he was what his motivations were as a top shagger for saying like, Joni, you should leave some stuff to yourself. If he was just worried about kind of not like getting me tooed, but like people knowing it was him, maybe he was like, leave leave us out of this because oh, I've got I a girl. You know, if he was more just like. You know, no, I think that was just songwriter sure to songwriter. You don't think he was worried, like, listen, I just want to make sure I'm not the guy in River. That's all, you know. Or, like, actually, like, it'd be more like Hajira, like, Coyote, you know. Interesting, yeah. Maybe he sure. was just concerned, like, about, like, just leave us out of don't it. Leave s- our tryst out of or it. Or he's, like, on the next record. Yeah. You know, once we've done our thing, leave yeah. me out of it. Exactly. Yeah. He's more of a kind of he knew backdoor it, man. He knew you know where what it I mean? was going, yeah. Yeah. He's more of a backdoor kind of guy. That was my thoughts on that. So you know, at least that's where I where I'm at. I I, res- I personally I think Christofferson as a lyricist is right up there. I love his songs. So I just think he was kinda like, Look, you can yeah. do all this stuff with and still like save a little bit of yourself. You know, for me, maybe even. no, just like because you know, Joni, that hurt, yeah. that hurts putting that all out there like that, man. She yeah. talks about it, yeah. And yeah she yeah. says, you know, the that she loves that record because yeah. it, there's nothing, there's no filter. No, she's, she's just, like the cellophane on a packet of cigarettes. Exactly, I think she said. Yeah, obviously, Joni's never really done many interviews as an artist. There's only a couple because it's just the same. Either quotes. that, or we just both read the Wikipedia page. Well, I just think. I, I've always wanted to go up to the Sunshine Coast, kind of seek her out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've heard so, her health uh, is very poor. Well, she, I think she's down in the States anyway. but Splits you know. her time, I've heard. Yeah. Well, that's what Black Crow is about on um, Hajira. Mm-hmm. You know? You know that and doing Coke. <clears throat> I love... Um, Black Queen. That, when I was you know looking at, you know, some of the accolades of the record oh yeah i had to laugh about some of the terminology we were talking about like the way men <laughs> oh dude it's talk really about good. the album well and- all the all the people writing reviews and music journalism uh, certainly you know the ones that i saw were were clearly dudes trying to figure out how to place this like kind of sweating but like kind of like sweating bugs being like i don't want to get this wrong or something yeah yeah well, one of the, one of the uh one of the accolades it received that I loved was that NPR voted it 
the best album of all time by a woman. Yeah, that's good. Which I thought was just a bit kind of like, you know what? Like, yeah, that's. I don't see gender, man. So, but it's just kind of like you know, it's like it's really good. Yeah, amongst all the records, you know, that women. Well, it'd be like number three all time, I think, or something. I mean, those you know, those lists are problematic. That's how do you put like Biggie and Joni in the same like? Well, but I just, but I just think that like it's just funny to do a list that's just the best albums of all time by a woman. (laughs) I I actually kind of like we'll do we'll do a special list for you. It's kind of like how um, you can't read anything about Joni Mitchell without her being compared to Taylor Swift. Or Bob Dylan. Well, Taylor Swift, because they're just like blonde singers, songwriters. Right. Like, there's like no other connection other than that. And just like, they write songs and kind of have blonde hair. That's I also, it. I had to, my favorite thing I read was mm-hmm. um, that, that being like, much like, basically said like, Blue was a great record. I can't remember who wrote this, but it was like, comparing it was like, there are records in rock and roll history that cannot be spoken of without the muses that made them you know love love unrequited love right and said that the only other record that really holds a candle to blue with regards to like it not being able to be spoken about without the muses that define it was Derek and the dominoes layla (laughs) which can't be spoken about without patty boyd being referenced as the kind of the fire that created it. Right. And also like that they're on the on par with each other, these two records that are like in a similar world, you know. And uh, considering that the only reason we're even talking about this record is because we needed to talk about a good album after <laughs> doing the shit sandwich that is Layla. <laughs> that really finished other us off. Assorted love songs. It finished me off. Yeah. It was that was a that was kind of it for me for a little. As bit I on. was digging and and on all the top, yeah, you know, lists that this was on. Mostly, I found it would be you know by a woman for some reason, considering it's I mean, one you of know, the. You know, she is a woman. Yeah, but like, for me, it's top twenty albums of the seventies, no matter how you oh, slice it. it. You know, it's I I'd go I go top five. I don't care top five I, all time. You know. Yeah, that's I, top. I, ten, I, let's say top ten. I'm gonna say it's like in my top ten. Easy. It's up there, and it's also the like highest of a woman. Yeah, for sure. But I, I don't know. I just find that <laughs> I know what you're doing, but I just for some reason I find it funny. Like it's just a great record. Like I don't know. Like yeah. you don't need to do a separate ranking. I why it's is it because mm. there's so many records that don't make the top five hundred. Like, you know it's what I mean? It's a male-dominated do, do genre. They, I guess, but know, like... Rock and roll. So they're trying to include, like, you know, Kate Bush, Hounds of Love that might not make it... That would if, make it. Like, if you did a 500 all-time? Yeah, or like, that's, that's in there for sure. But I know what you mean. Maybe I, I don't like, know. I get it. Yeah. I guess I get it. I just thought it also, was... Also, like, maybe it's talking about, like, the energy, because it has, like, with just the ladies of the canyon kind of feminine cats in the studio. Well, I hope Schwammy so. energy, you I know? I hope so. It just, it just had a weird it's energy. Kind of candles in why. the afternoon. But then I, I, I dug a little deeper, and I found Persian a pitchfork rugs. list, which is always... Nice. Which is always, as George Harrison says about Neil Young's guitar playing, I mean, we, I good for a laugh. I can't believe that. Good for a laugh. Yeah, well, we can talk um, about that. But Pitchfork, whenever I find kind of anything they write, yeah. talk about, rank, I always have a great old chuckle I'm into. It. I'm honestly, I'm really into ranking And systems. they ranked the top 100 albums of the 70s. Yeah. And Joni Mitchell's Blue was number 86. Really? <laughs> and I find I... <laughs> What's to... above it? Go through some... Can oh, you pull it buddy. up, dude? I'll pull it up right now. Pull it up, because I'd love to know all... a few things. I mean, listen, this is a democracy, and we've seen in the last, you know, with the wretched events on Capitol Hill that, you know, freedom of speech is the most important thing, you know, and democracy prevailed so i respect that pitchfork might think there's 87 records that came out in the 70s better than blue but i'd love to hear a couple i mean i like go to like what's what's 86 <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll tell you yeah. what you say clap well, first your hands of all, say, I mean, yeah what what cracked me up about it is that the list is like so 
hipstery. Oh, I like, love it. It's like the kind of lists that you would recite if you were just trying to impress at a bar and, and, never and been trying there. to make a new friend yeah. or impress a woman yeah. or a man or anything. And you'd be kind of like, yeah, you know, blue's good. Oh, well, but actually, I'm a you lot more. I'm a lot more into the Man Machine by Kraftwerk. Oh wow. Well. Yeah, they're hard to put in a list together. I mean, I'm thinking what I'd be interested in is is there a Joni record higher than it? No. Have they put She's like She's the only Joni record on it? the entire list. Really? Yeah. Wire 154 is above it. I mean, it's the different time. I guess the seven it should be like 68 to 76 this this list. Well, that's what I'm saying, sense, but you know? but what cracks me up Because once punks in there and Bowie's wave, got 7 uh, or 8. Yeah. But what cracked me up has got to be top for him. Okay. Or heroes, maybe. So this was the this was the hilarious part is I went through it and Alex and I were talking and I was like, here's to tell you what kind of list it is. Dark Side of the Moon is number seventy one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You know. But, but like but have you heard metal machine music yeah, but by it, Lou Reed? But, but it's got absolutely nothing on future days by Ken. Oh wow. You know? Number yeah. fifty six. Jackie. You know, Jackie Leibniz. <laughs> it's like, it's it's that kind of list. You know, Steve Reich, music for eight musicians. Nice. You know, right above Johnny like Cage Cosmos Factory by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, know. they're in there. Yeah. yeah they, Consistently they, underrated, CCR. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, they're in. But, you know, I keep ca- going. I'm, this is fun for me. Yeah, I know. Like, Marvin so- Gaye, What's Going On, 49. We could which so- for me, we, like, we could, that's. We could probably soak up about. That's way up there for me. Yeah, we could soak up about 10 minutes here going through this. I'm enjoying this, actually. Can we do it for Mar- real? Marvin Gaye, 49, What's Going On? Okay, you what's know, seminal album. But, you yeah. know, in Pitchfork's opinion, absolutely, it's got nothing on uh, the specials by the specials. Oh, Ghost Town, that kind of vibe. Well, it's political. <laughs> like, so it's kind of like, it's. I guess um, in a political sense, it's like, Black emancipation versus uh, multiculturalism. Sure. In an urban environment. Whatever you say. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac rumors when we've done on the pod here. 41. Respectable. Pretty classic record. Yeah, Tusk's yeah. got to be above it, surely. They, they enjoy it. Oh, Tusk might but be. But they 80s. certainly don't enjoy it as much as Suicide by Suicide. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, Suicide once played a show in london and everyone like three people went and everyone i know said they were there it's kind of like i saw um what's his name play last year in la i walked into uh walked into zebulon yeah and the show was on it was awesome but you know i'm not these records that i'm talking about are all great yeah but i just think it's such a kind of let's keep going i really want to know what's in the top sort of 20 here okay yeah let me let me skip ahead joni's 87 saturday night fever 34 very respectable yeah surprised that they put that up there oh definitely that's kind of like when you you're like you know when you say that something that's bad is good to be contrarian yeah like oh my no Saturday Night Fever is my favorite record, but you've already you've you've you can only set that up by saying like, yeah, metal machine music and like jam deck. Like my wire, second and three, two or three wire albums above it though. Above Saturday Night Fever, mm-hmm. there's three wire three. albums in the top twenty. Two in tw- wire Pink Flag Pink twenty-two, flag, yeah, and um, uh, this other one uh, is Joy Division going to be in there, isn't it? Oh, I'm sure. Unknown, closer. It's top 10. Yeah, Unknown Pleasures. It is, yeah. Uh, closer, it'll be closer. And it, oh, Chairs Missing. <laughs> Can I try and guess like the top yeah, 10? Yeah, so this is where I was going to, is that I guessed the yeah. number one. You did? Never mind the bollocks? Alex guessed the artist. Okay. And then I said, oh, and it'll be this album for sure, because it's like a pitchfork like Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Well, like Modern Lovers or something? No. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me get, it's a really bad list. I have to like go. It's like one of those page by page. Transformers up top. Neil, really up there. Okay, I'll Television. do the top 10 for you, hey? Go, top, from, go from 10. Top 10 okay. all-time albums of the 70s according to Pitchfork Media. Oh, dude, I'm into it. Number I kind of 10. Wanna, I kind of want to try and... No, go on. Yeah. Number 10. Brian Eno, Another Green World. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Not That's even far out. in my top Take two Eno. Tiger Mountain. Yeah. 
Or here come the ambient. Longe- Number nine, Joy Division, unknown okay. pleasures. That makes sense. Manchester being wrapped for sure. Number eight, <laughs> Gang of Four, entertainment. It it's rules. A very but it's, new yeah. wave. Yeah, punk. It's a new wave centric li- record. Yeah, <laughs> list. Why like, did they do the star of the seventies in it? What's the point if it's like all late seventies? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Number seven, Led Zeppelin four. Kind of a stock kind, wow. choice. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, bit, that's the kind of stuff that you put in to be like, pretend like, the, that you can only put that in. It's like for shock like, well, value. Well, you can't deny that. Well, you're just yeah. like being like, Sergeant Peppers, like obviously. Like, well, you know, I would have done Dark Side in that position. That would If for, you were trying to impress a girl at a bar. And you were, so I would have probably, yeah, I'd have gone like, Unknown pleasures, entertainment, that's fine. I'm into it. But then I would have been like... And then just right back, true to form, number six, yeah. Kraftwerk, Trans-Europe Express. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, what about this year's model? Is that in like, there? Like, according to them, yeah. what's going on by Marvin Gaye is a piece of shit <laughs> compared to Kraftwerk, Trans-Europe yeah. Express. I mean, yeah. Okay. Number five. Yeah. Like, and I also called that this would be top five. Okay. Because I just knew... Blood on the Tracks, Bob Dylan. Well, yeah. Because I just knew they'd be like, well, you, you know, can't. apparently, we like, have to. Tangled Up in Blue was um, him listening to the record Blue by Joni <laughs> so <laughs> much that he got tangled Did up in Did you read it. that by Mark Richardson of Pitchfork Media? No, I think I read that on the Wikipedia, but. Number four. Kind of a, obviously like a cool choice. Yeah. Like if you're just like, kind of yeah. like, hey, man, I'm hit. Oh, I'm okay. Let me have a go. Yeah, this is kind of kinda like, no, nah, 70s? Hmm, okay. Uh, it's here, like I'll, something I'll give like, you a hint. So 71 counts? Oh, I was thinking of like a Miles Davis record. Bitches Brew or something? No, but... Like On the Corner? Like, no, I don't know. those are both on Like the- Kind of Blue? Uh, no, um, In a Silent Way? No. Okay, hang on. Let me fucking... Headhunters? No, it's not Miles Davis or uh, well, Herbie Hancock. Okay, uh, like John Coltrane or something? No, number number four... Sly and the Family Stone. Oh, okay. There's a riot going yeah, on. That, yeah. <laughs> Got a cool, yeah. Kind of kind a, of a cool, cool guy. <laughs> no Gil Scott, though. No. Well, that, I'd laugh my ass off if that was number one. I, number cool. three, you'll like this, but like obviously not top three. I'm kind of into Sly, though, right now. You know, kind of Sly guy. Yeah. No, but this is like, you know, some, you know, it's like. So which, honestly, where are you at? Which bar are you say, at? It's like, you know what? It's like this record is honestly easily in the top three, but not that many people know it. Yeah. That's exactly. It's like not that, not nearly enough people know it and does not get the credit it, it deserves. deserves. And honestly, like greatest it's out- albums, not even 70s of all time. And it's kind of our secret. Yeah. Like, you, you know, know what? what? Honestly, if you come back to mine, I have like it on, I have it on like 180 mm-hmm. gram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can go back to mine. Like, I've even to learned it. how to play a lot of the guitar solos. I won't try and have sex with I mean, you without you your hints permission. Right now. I'm giving you hints right well, now. T- I've even Marky lo- Moon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Number two. It is good, actually. It's really good. It is. Number two. It is like a very new wave centric uh, kind of CBGB centric. Yeah. We should get, okay, we're going to do all the Laurel County stuff. Then we'll do, we're going to do the, the uh, Summer of Love, Hey Ashby scene. And then we'll get into sure. the CBGB's oh, kind I'll of talk vibe. About it all. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll love all that shit. Here's one that makes a lot of these kind of bullshit This lists. is number two? Yeah. Okay. The Clash, London Calling. Oh, he's a good record, man. Yeah, it's not fucking I'm, top ten. So that's the punk's taken care of now. So number one isn't punk. Well, it depends how you, what you consider punk, buddy. Um, anyway, Alex called the artist and I called the album. Okay. Uh, like a Bowie record? Yeah. Um... Bowie 70s? It can't, please say it's not low. It's low. It's not low, <laughs> it's dude. That's the number one record. Is, is that not, the, is not, that not like the most ponzi? Yeah, that's amazing. point, yeah. like, kind of like, it's you know, not, there's just no uh, denying it, it. There's no denying it, actually. This is what it says. Exhausted from his fame and the excesses <laughs> that came with it, yeah. David Bowie decamped to Berlin in 1976. This is like how the person speaking would. Yeah. No, they'd be As like a David de- Frick guy. As he detoxed from celebrity and controlled substances, he righted himself by immersing in art. Wow. Striking up a collaboration with Brian Eno. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, it I goes mean, on. There's about, there's a good, you know. You know, actually, uh, you know, we could go back to my house and play Oblique Strategies. I don't know if you've ever played that. It's, yeah. uh, we could go back to mine and like, I have the, I have I have the cards. All the, 
I have all the cards. All the versions of uh, music for airports. Yeah, we can listen to five. that, and we can play oblique strategies. Field music, John Cage. Yeah, that's kind of I, my thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, might not be your thing yet, but you know, you've got time to learn mm-hmm. from me. You can learn from me. <laughs> learn from me. Yeah, I won't have sex with you without your permission. Well, I mean, you know. This anyway, is, I was just like. I mean, this is a great. We've. This is kind of a great I'll, segue. I'm like, just like from 86? Joni. Come on, I'm like Expo 86. Give me, give me Joni with the dulcimer. Oh, and I'm like, please. Over half that fucking shit. Listen, I read a thing that compared. I thought this was cool, and then it said other records <laughs> that are kind of similar in terms of like dealing with sorrow as like it's as the and the phenomena of like sorrow in human relationships right and it said the beach boys pet sounds i was like okay sure Mm -hmm. yeah fine big stars sister lovers and i was like okay now you're stretching it though but i'm into it and then the eels electroshock blues yeah and i'm like the eels are in the eels are good like the eels Eels are are good good. like the eels are good Like, the eels are good? The eels and Joni? Joni, the eels. I don't know. You know the album that got me, like, continuing to read that Pitchfork list? was like, it was like number 38 or something. It was like, the Beach Boys surfs up. Oh. And I was just like, it's such a classic. Just like, honestly, like, yeah. Oh, oh, you like Pet Sounds? Yeah. 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 Because I'm, uh, you know, actually, I. Darkness. I'm more into Brian at his sand best. pit cocaine, Brian. Brian at his best. Wasn't even yeah. really in the studio for it, but Didn't Brian on it. at his best. Yeah, Brian is best. He's in his sand pit. He's shitting in a sand pit at this point, and he's doing cocaine. Dennis is coming over with McDonald's fries for him every day. That's all he'll eat. Yeah, uh, that's until kind of the- Mike Love beat him up. Yeah, you know what I love to think about, like the crossover in L.A. Yeah. Of all the people, you know, like, I don't know if Joni and Brian ever hung out. I mean, this is all from... But I heard an amazing story. Is this a kind of Vamps v. Folkies kind of story? It's a... It's a... It's it's kind of a... I I don't know. (laughs) There was a party, and I heard this story that at one point, there were all these famous people. They're Vamps, Folkies, hippies, bikers, everything. Hippie ravers? Yeah. And at one point... Neil was okay. seated at the piano. And, was George Harrison there? Hope not. No, and Roy Orbison came and the, sat the big o. next to him. Yeah. And then Joni came and sat. Yeah. And the three of them sang together. Mm-hmm. And the guest at the party said, you wouldn't believe how their three vibratos sounded. Oh. It was the crazy. Because you know how it's all kind of, three yeah. of them have that? Of, yeah. And apparently it was just like you know, insane. We don't own those chords or those notes but when the three of us sing together it sounds like nothing that's ever been <laughs> yeah so i do this all the time trust listen me. i do this every every night with your son what what bpm are we at uh we're at about 120 so in case you go down or something like not I really a folky that's kind of more of a disco bpm yeah. We just have to change equipment here, folks. We're just, uh, you know, we always thought it was going to be the batteries that were going to do us in. It turns out it was the SD card. Yeah. But SD we did, we, we didn't lose anything. So all of that pitchfork stuff, we're going to keep it in. And you We've guys are just going to have to sift through if it. If you can believe it. Yeah. We that, only, was, that was actually first take. Yeah. It was like kind of a jazz thing. Yeah. Yeah. But. How's it looking over there? So do you looking feel like great what are the le- those levels? Look- I like how the on this uh, interface the I kind of light up sometimes. Yeah, like I don't know. You might have to do a little bit of mixing here. Who knows what the levels will be like comparatively to the Zoom? I don't know. You know what's interesting? Do you, do you put it in pretty hot to the Zoom or what? Yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't. You, I've noticed in your recording that you actually come in at kind of a low level. Really. Like when you did the Shiloh stuff. I kind of like to leave the master. Just the master is engineer is like a lot of headroom. Well, and also the, you're just like sparing yourself any fear of like 
clipping. clipping. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you so clip. So I think this is actually a, coming in at kind of a James Younger, sort of a minus D, 6 dB kind yeah, of place. Yeah, I think it probably is. <laughs> but it's also good because it's like we talked about um, like how I preferred the Zoom portable recording preamps to my apollo twin and now we're testing out this like focus right thing we can really for you listeners at home like if you want to just kind of do or like a shootout like kind of one of those youtube shootout videos of like where you're trying different interfaces for fidelity i mean this would be this is would be a perfect one maybe i'll just throw at the end a little bit of well i'll tell you right now buddy yeah in my personal opinion no i've only been engineering music for about a year now. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now that I bet it sounds exactly the fucking same. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the difference between, uh, you know, you and pro, Spectre. Pro or not. Spectre. Yeah. I, read the, I read earlier that Phil Spectre's, <laughs> the Ramones record, because we were talking in the week when Phil Spectre died about, um, like, how all his records in the 70s were shitty, and then we realized they were all really good. Yeah, you know, we start being like, "Well, the only one that's good is like Death of a Ladies Man," and it's like, "No, nah, actually, that Ramones one's pretty good." And that Dion one, I mean, that the Dion one's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I was reading about the Ramones end of the century, and it was like cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make it. Wow, yeah, is that a lot? I, I mean, it feels like a lot for a punk record. Like it's so funny because I'm reading, yeah, for a punk record for sure. Yeah, because I'm reading. I mean, maybe in, if you're in if my you're in Nielsen the killers, book, like it's not. that, like the John Lennon one that they did like seven years ago. The yeah. it was like two point five million was <laughs> sunk into it. I mean, uh, Geffen famously on Asylum was giving these guys like millions. Like, if I can only remember my name, we should actually we should do that record. That'd be a good one because we're kind of in the the Laurel Canyon scene and everybody's there. Everybody knows this. What is were you saying about there. Stephen Stills playing guitar on Carrie? Well, he plays bass on Carrie. Oh, bass. And it kind of I listened to it knowing kind that of a Cajun and Moon kind of Kunkles on it, right? Feel, Your yeah. boy. Yeah. You know. So it's we're talking about the folky scene. The conkster. The conkster as he was known yeah. probably. Yeah. You know. I certainly would have called him it if I was around. Uh-huh. But we were talking on the last episode about like the kind of vampires v folky scene um we're talking leather pants v linen pants rockers folkies hippies yeah. bikers yeah it all goes into Mods the same rockers. thing yeah it's yeah. all the same lennon harrison interpretations mm-hmm. of love yeah until we heard about how george harrison Whew. hates hates with he, a, a his vitriol. words his words not mine hates, hates neil young's guitar playing. told bob geldoff it after there's a video world. we'll put it in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> you got you guys are just gonna have to find it but there's a video well, if you if you instagram messages we'll just uh, we'll send you the link yeah george didn't know the camera was rolling he's in with geldoff and dave stewart yeah 90s presumably i'm trying to think of who sent it to me so that mike. i can thank them oh mike yeah, mike he, he's certainly me. not listening but you know <clears throat> I think he throws on the free episode once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Um, he he sent it to me, and he was like, "Go to minute. I know it's minute fourteen to minute sixteen yeah. of the video." Yeah. And Bob Geldof says to George Harrison, "Have you heard the new Neil Young album, Ark Weld? It's you know the famous. The- kind of sounds like Art Wells, a yeah. little bit. Do you think that's deliberate? Like the 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 festival in Wells." interesting yeah Not sure but really side regional, B is really regional kind of thing there yeah kind of feels like <laughs> like you guys out there in like you know Your london have you ever heard yeah. of Art wells <laughs> fucking festival in like fucking yeah okay cornell shakespeare in the park kind of kind thing. of similar thing yeah yeah but george harrison has and some he, real issues with he, live rough he says never he sleeps. says it's all it's all uh, feedback on the side too, you know. Oh, about George Wells, like, yeah. And, well, it's Bob Geldof talking, so he says, "Yeah, he's it's a all bit feedback of an Irish on Bob Geldof." He says, "It's all feedback." You know? oh, I lo- he loves it. Now he's not from he Somerset though, so you don't know why I'm doing this voice. He's ho- it's all feedback, you know. And he says, "It's just, it's just wonderful stuff, George." And George says, "I've, I've never been a fan. I've never, never since I've the 60s. never been a fan. I was never, never a fan. I've never been a fan." But so. it's interesting. And he, he says, takes well, a real Geldof turn. Ju- yeah, and Geldof just says, "Well, you know, some of the lead guitar playing, though. I mean, it's just George. It's just brilliant." And George, says, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I was once on stage with Eric 
at Bob's. We did. Uh, we did Bob's thirtieth anniversary. Knocking on heaven's door. Knocking whatever it was. You know, it was very blues sort of kind of reverse thing. blues and we did a song and and i looked over at eric, eric. he says he's he I having over sex at with and my wife you know what's time. going on yeah. you know neil not did the a, marvin style neil did a either. solo and i said what's going on yeah. to eric it came which was number 47 on my uh <laughs> pitchfork know. review but george goes on to say that he, he says that neil young's guitar is good for a laugh yeah he says you know it's good for a laugh <laughs> It's insane. Yeah. But then he won't even stop there. He's like, and he starts imitating his voice like a, he's disabled or something. Be like, and then, you know, he's, he, I always, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, they're so talented and young. <laughs> and young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas to us, the and young's the only good part. Well, it, I mean, on the Laurel Cake, that kind of more almost, con- I mean, it confirms that he was on, he's like a folky, and he's like Ashram Swami, kind of your Persian rug love philosophy. Bullshit. Which is, well, listen, this, this is, he's in Joni's side, he's on Joni's side of the That's canyon, buddy. That's what we buddy. thought, man. He's in, on Joni's side of the canyon. I'm telling you, I was crushed. Okay. Yeah. I was crushed when I saw this video, and I'm serious. Like I, yeah, George, I know it Neil, ruined George two are days. my top two guitarists. Yeah. Well, and maybe to that's hear it. the one Cut hates throat. the other. Cutthroat businessman. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think it just goes to show that George was just like so isolated as a Beatle, maybe that he just yeah. like didn't get it or something. Yeah. Like Dylan, he's like, okay, he's another like top. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, top of the. Of the craft. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can hang with him. Yeah. But Neil, these guys, anybody below, mm-hmm. Neil, all these other people, he's like, eh, I'm not really into it. Don't so know where does Petty fall in? Just well, they, they got together, I guess, because Petty toured with Dylan. You know that Joni was on the Rolling Thunder tour. Yep. So Very she was cool. there, too. Well, everybody loves Joni. Everyone was there, man. Everybody Everyone loved Joni, too. What are you getting at? Well, I'm here? just saying everyone got a piece. That's all I'm saying. Everyone got a piece of James Taylor, and for James some Taylor reason, for sure, they the women loved him. They loved him. He seems like uh, I was telling Alex this, and she said that he seems like such a kind of like white bread, kind of like nerdy dude. But he must have had something junky. He's like that guy. We all knew a guy who was like. You know, at the bar. You know, it's kind of like so. We got the pitchfork guy at the bar, and he's like velvet blazer, talking about wire and like why Marky Moon's better than what's going on for political reasons somehow. Right. And he's reading Ulysses. And James Taylor's just kind of well. James out. Taylor's the guy at the bar who like is like you know he's also at the bar in he's your twenties, like, and people are kind of like yeah, but you know like he's like a closet junkie and it's kind of like that's attractive it's like whoa there's a darkness there that it's something i can't have Mm -hmm. james taylor was like had a he was in love with something else Mm -hmm. like and he's a junkie on the folk scene so he's not like a junkie like jim morrison who's just like i will take anything you give me like i am mr mojo rising kind of so i'm in the soul kitchen you know yeah you know what's going on in the hyacinth house everything you can imagine and cheeseburgers. But James Taylor is like a soft-spoken, lovable guy who also is in pain. And that's the kind of blue vibe, right? Mm-hmm. That's the blue vibe, you know? That's the Joan. It's like the confessional singer-songwriter who's even his songs aren't enough um, to get him through. He still needs to turn to the old laughing lady, you know? It's true. So true. I mean... He also, like, was a handsome feller in his day. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his music anymore, but I was. I'd be curious to do, like, Sweet Baby James we'll or something next, and listen to it Because we're kind of in the Laurel Canyon folky scene. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd we've, like to we've stick le- around. We've left, you know, the Soul Kitchen, and now we're in the, like... You know, we're in the kind of the rug room... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's where we are now. I was thinking about like certain things. I had a dream the other night, and I was kind of thinking like about 
this this revelation of like vampires on one side of the canyon and folkies on the other uh-huh. and i started in my dream asking you like just just kind of like naming an artifact and you deciding which side of the canon it was which side of the canyon it was on is that right yeah so i remember a few of them from my dream i'll answer first one was canned food (laughs) that's um that's vampire because they party all the time you can't cook yeah you You just eat like whatever's around i'll just eat that yeah canned Okay, you can't canning food, folky, super folky, yeah, just yeah. like kind of preserves. You have time, yeah. You well, you have time you, on the land, yeah. Mm. Canned heat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one's re- that one's hard. It's tough. I think folky. Going back the country, kind of, yeah, kind of got a bluesy feel. They're pretty bluesy, pretty rocking. They are Woodstock, yeah. though. Like, yeah. I guess I'll go put them in the folk category. What about Cannery we'll Row for this? Cannery Row, what is that? Like the Steinbeck book. Oh, I don't know it. Folky, okay. obviously. Yeah, like the Canyon. I mean, I'm just thinking of words that have can in them. I guess. Well, Canyon yeah. candles. Obviously, these are all folky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about, um, what about, um, what was that girl, the Canadian woman from Sex and the City called? Sarah Jessica. No, the Canadian Can. one. Alex? Uh, I don't know any of them. You know, she's, uh, I don't know. You know, she, you know, she is. Kim Cattrall. <laughs> kind of can't. She's a can. total vamp. She's a vamp for sure, dude. Yeah. Yeah, she's a vamp. A hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah. like, but I like, like good when, for we, her. When, when you were doing some more, like people actors and stuff. oh actors. You okay, know. yeah, sure, I can yeah, do that. Like obviously Nicholson's a vampire. Oh yeah, well I think they're all vampires. Those guys, are, Robert Redford. No, he he's kind of yeah. I guess so. Like I think. Well, a, he's kind of in. What's the one where he like? Um, what's the movie where he's like a real famous one where he's like um, oh Three Days of the Condor where he's kind of like he takes hostage of uh, it's a great movie mm-hmm. He's ca- but it's kind of got a bit of a it's kind of got a clute vibe I mean that's a whole that's Tin Pan Alley that's earlier they're in New York and stuff you know what I always say about blue when I'm talking to my friends do you say it's bluer than blue I say you know what Joni Mitchell's voice is really just like a paintbrush on a canvas, creating all the colors life has to offer. Is that what you say? Yeah, I always say that. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I say when, when I... When people uh, ask me about it, that's what I say. When people ask me about it, you know what I say? What? I say, um, the iconic instrument of blue is the Appalachian dulcimer. It's the first sound heard on the record and appears in Cary... California and the case of you. And actually, Joni herself once described her emotional state during the making of Blue as a cellophane wrapper on a pack of cigarettes, which I think is a You I, always say that. I I know. Per- personally, I think it's a lovely image of a translucent fragility that's carried in just the, the sparkling timbre of the dulcimer. That's what I say. Yeah, just the other day, somebody was asking me about the album Blue by Joni Mitchell. Yeah, what did you say? And I said to them, huh. I said, Joni Mitchell? <laughs> I said, yeah. when my husband told me that they gave Bob Dylan a Nobel Prize, I said, they better give Joni one next. That That's, that's so what true. Said. That's what you've been known to say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, if depending on the crowd... If someone talks about Joni Mitchell's Blue, I point out how similar the album cover is to Otis Redding's album Blue. Interesting. And say, you know, I've always considered, uh, you know, Otis Redding's Blue to be the definitive Blue. You know, what is the definitive Blue well, album? Probably Picasso's Blue. Period. Right. I'd say it's probably the most. Or Klein Blue. That was kind of a cool blue. Blue Monday. There's a new blue. What's just more came. seminal? Joni Mitchell's Blue. Yeah. Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. <laughs> yeah. Or the Blue Album by Weezer. I mean, 
That's going to take some Or the song, here. I'm blue, dapper, dee, dapper, dapper, <laughs> Which people don't realize is actually an outtake from the A&M sessions right. that, that they did. But kind yeah, I scat. never got around to talking about like Stephen Stills playing bass on Carrie, which I didn't know until today, and I listened to it, and it does kind of give it a gree gree gumbo ya ya kind of Makes like la- Latinx kind of like um, you know Puerto Rico military base feel, mm-hmm. which he is really interested in. perfectly. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all about and the made way- a lot of money off of. It's the way he slap he u- it's his the use of his hammer-ons, uh, yeah. It's the use of his right hand. Mm-hmm. Actually. It's the use of his right hand. The way he he hammers. You know Carry On was going to be called Hammer On. The song. Really? Yeah, a, a based on his <laughs> technique. And some people actually still call it that, but it's more visible in Black Queen. Who who plays guitar on California? James Taylor. Because that's really nice guitar playing. I was listening to it last night. Very classic kind of Joni yeah. and the Dulcimer on the right and James Taylor in the left. Yeah. Really good guitar playing. Boundy, yeah. lute, some nice licks. Yeah. And the chord changes, picks up on it perfectly. I think he's a pretty good guitar player. I've heard he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, given that finger picking had just come out. Well, that's that definitely time. a pick. On yeah, that one I'd say. Yeah, I would so say. true. Do you think it's funny that people think a case of you is just about Canada because it says the word Canada? Yeah, in but it? that makes you feel special, doesn't it? A little bit every time you yeah. hear it that she like kind of goes into the national anthem for no reason. Yeah, but it just—it's also she's just missing Canada or something. I guess right? she's actually just right drawing a map of Canada with this guy's face in the middle of it. Sketched on it twice. It's the most beautiful. She, that's her. The opening lyric is so good. That's her getting into her like Pistorius, like like Jocko, like. I'm fed up with rock and roll, fed up with these musicians. That's how I feel, man. Where's I that at? I fucked my way through them Do you want all? me? I'll be in the bar, man. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah. It's, that's, it's fantastic. She's fucked them all. She's fed up with it. She's, there's nothing left to gain from it. And she's just like, I'm going to move to Vegas and start playing all back up here. She moved back, literally right back up to the Sunshine Coast. Mm-hmm. Kind of like halfway to Arts Wells. Well, she said, I recently read, she said, L.A. is my workplace. Yeah. But B.C. is my heartbeat. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can, I can relate to that. That's kind of how could I be feel, too. 100%. Yeah. Dude, I'd be in L.A. right now if I could well, be. Well, if I could split time, just work down there and then come back here and kick it, that'd be kind of my perfect life. Yeah, if I've, I could I've pick tried up to life. do it a few times. Yeah, if I could just like ha- yeah. like spend the time down there, like doing all the stuff we do. Yeah, and then come back up here just to recharge. Like yeah. I recharge in a different way than Tiger Woods or somebody like that. How does but, how does he recharge compared to you? Well, I don't know if anybody saw part two of the Tiger documentary, but one of um, his female companions that he frequented. Yeah. Uh, said that Tiger said to me that before a tournament, being with me was like plugging in and <laughs> recharging yeah, so that he could go out I mean, and dominate of, on I, the golf course. And dominate in the bedroom. Well, he always dominated in the bedroom. That's yeah. kind of a, a sort of unspoken running theme oh, throughout okay. the Tiger thing is they're all, they're all kind of like, he was a Tiger in the bedroom. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's poetic. Well, he, 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 you know, he obviously had a lot of stamina. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen the way he behaves on the golf course. You know, i got to say. It's jo- all the same. They talk about, they talk about his performance on the golf course, his Navy SEALs training. Yeah. It's a military-based kind yeah. of thing. No, no, no. He gets into it to the point like that he was he about was trained to get, in, to be in the bedroom, like by he the he was about by the to give Marines. up on golf and join the Navy SEALs. His dedication, <laughs> yeah, that his golf playing, yeah, and his bedroom performance. Yeah. It was all the same amount of like energy Zeal. for domination, yeah, or something. He got the same. No, he got the same like energy release out of all of it, like ego fulfillment. Uh huh. I That's like what I'm that. trying to say. I think that Joni. Can you imagine? 
I'm just trying to figure out how I get back into Joni from this. Sorry, yeah. No, dude, it's fine. I know you're like fired up. You watched it. I'm it just like, amazing. I'm in love with Joni, right? Like 70s Joni, like beautiful woman. Top, top, top one, probably top the five? top like babe of the time. Of the time. There's only like three women who are allowed to even be in musicians, as you pointed Chrissy out Chrissy Hind is a big crush of Chrissy mine. Chrissy Hind, but that's like a different era. Later 70s. Yeah. 77. Yeah. She married your hero. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So you're probably happy for him. Oh, that was great. I love Chrissy Hind. What about like Laura and Iroh? Later I two. mean, later but, Kate Bush? Or no, no, early? No, no, no. Early I mean, Kate but, Bush. No, no, but I mean, that was oh, that, a bit later than Joni. Kinda, now we're on the pitchfork thing again. We're like in the late 70s. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, like I'm Wuthering to think of, Heights? I'm trying to think of... Kate um, um, Oh, Stevie Nicks. Yeah, late 70s. Cokey. Uh, 74, so, you know, sure. that Buckingham yeah, Nicks. Rihanna, right? yeah, Rihanna. Yeah, that kind of stuff, yeah. Um, Crystal Vision. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what are we doing? Laura Nairo. Linda Ronstadt. I like Laura. I like and, Linda. And, uh, I, she, I wouldn't say she's she's a, you know that I've I've had a crush on her in my time. <laughs> what but. about the chords that she uses? Well, they're sexy for sure. Yeah, magic. I hear magic chords. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But Joni, yeah, there's something. Do you think that she's like? Um, why do you think she's not as revered in a kind of more like a like in a kind of like well maybe she is I guess like people like I think people maybe think she that like is very revered. oh well I I know that and I can tell you that I got into Joni. I actually was reading an interview with Bjork about Joni Mitchell and I completely related to it because Bjork was like I got into Joni Mitchell we talked about this with Neil Young, like in an accidental way, because I had no access point to it. So with Joni, like, of course, I could have found someone who was older than me to, to ask them, like, which whether which is the correct records to listen to. And obviously it'd be like, well, blue's the best one, mm -hmm. like in terms of like a singular piece of work. And then and also maybe the most formally like her record. But you know, there's also like if you like that, you'll like for the roses, and you're probably like the like Court clouds. Court and Spark is a bit like kind of a poppy version of her, like where she got the full band in. But I totally did it wrong, not wrong because I think this is like I think these records are insanely good. But the first Joni records I listened to were Hajira and the Hissing of Summer Lawns, mm -hmm. and even like Mingus mm -hmm. so, and Shadows, great. like Shadows and Light, and those records. I didn't. I'd never heard anything like it, mm -hmm. and I read a, a thing that print, uh, an interview with Prince saying, and he probably was talking about this in the early eighties. I didn't check when he said it. That the hissing of summer lawns was the last record he enjoyed front to back, just like listened to front to back as just like this like crazy record, you know. I love that stuff. Yeah, and and, and I think she starts it. I think that she starts that stuff on blue. But I what I was gonna say is why is like when people think of like the 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 folky female energy mm -hmm. they sort of go towards the occult version which is like stevie right like the later occult rock and roll version of that joni's not kind of revered in the same way i even just mean as like a a beacon of like um like feminine energy Perhaps, but I think she is revered as a songwriter. Oh, big well so above all oh, of those people. Well, I mean, who's better in her, her generation? Say, no, but I, but but I mean, we're talking about like you know a lot of uh, you know lists that will tend to favor men and things like that. I would say that Joni is more revered as a songwriter and and respected than like a Paul Simon, or okay. that I think for me. Dylan is kind of regarded at the top. He's in the oh, we're in the okay, so we're in the top echelons. Yeah, I, I and it's so funny because I read a lot of this on message boards last night because I couldn't Steve believe Hoffman it. TV. Yeah, exactly. Steve Hoffman TV. Yeah, one of my yeah, gear sluts that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, um, and there was a lot of debate about 
the top echelon of songwriting. American songwriting. Echelon. Yes. American songwriting. The great American songbook. And people were kind of saying, you know, this is absolute bullshit. Joni Mitchell doesn't get any credit as being a good songwriter. Everybody will mention, um, you know, Paul Simon and all these people way ahead of her. And then right away, a lot of responses were actually, you know, if you look around, Joni is kind of number two. When you really, sure. when, oh, as like a uh, in 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 the canon of American songwriting, she's number two. Dylan, Canadian though. Yeah, I, but so. you know, I mean, she's American. She's she's California. Yeah, I want to see those folks at D. But most people's, I'll even kiss a sunset pig. That, California, I'm coming home. Oh, yeah, dude, I wish I could go there, man. Right now, dude, what would you do if you could go there right now? Probably just kick it down at Liberty. Yeah? <laughs> Luke, I, well, not I much I could do. No, like if it was like no oh, COVID. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I was looking at... Get one um, of those pizzas I've been writing down uh, all these bars. Sign a deal. Sign like make... I'd pay someone to come and pretend to sign me at the Rainbow. That's That'd be cool. We could go to the Rainbow. It's so funny that... That'd be it, more of a vamp thing. And anybody who thinks that I'm that listens to this podcast must think I'm the slowest reader because I've been nursing my way through this Harry Nilsson autobiography. Yeah, yeah. Or not autobiography. And um, I don't know. But Seven. I've been making, because I just love it so much, I've been making a list of all the bars they mentioned in LA. Yeah. And so I'd want to check some of them out. But the problem is that when I look them up, most of them are closed. Yeah. There's one called Martoni's. Okay. It looks so cool. Sophie's family are real good. I like going to those places. I like going to El Coyote, Dresden, Formosa, Dresden. Yeah, yeah, Dantana's. You know, Um, I like the I like the uh, the uh, oh god, I'm blanking on it on Hollywood um, Frolic Room. Go okay. Bukowski joint. Like Barney's Beanery, man. Yeah, Barney. That's West Hollywood. It's oh, a bit far. I'm, that's, I'm fucking into all that shit. But man. Dantana's I'm, is out there go too. Go to so. Pache. That's a different. That's a different zone. If you wanna go to the Canyon Store, Blue Jay Way. I mean, we can go look out Mountain Wonderland. We can have a real good time out there. We could probably just go house to house and be like, anyone left? Mm-hmm. Is anyone still here? Well, that's that's what I mean. But yeah. if I was down there now, yeah, I'd just be down at Liberty, just kind of yeah. probably watching some Van Dam with Luke. Yeah, maybe a taco zone. Taco zone. Some some of those twelve Toll? twelve Toll, ounce yeah. uh, oh, Miller 12. High Lifes. Yeah, champagne, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'd like to do when that border opens. I want to do a tour, Seattle, like kind of like podcast a podcast tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. It's the first thing I want to do. I want to get down. Let's go to Seattle. Maybe even go like to Anacortes. See if Phil Elverum wants to do. Well, I'd like, like to go. Episode. I'd like to do the podcast in the places that have a lot of the energy yeah, that we're trying to up. absorb. Yeah, you know, like like you know, like the place that Quincy like, played jazz in Seattle. Well, like Frasier was filmed. <laughs> yeah, or where Frasier yeah, was filmed. Because it's yeah. kind of like a Niles. It actually wasn't filmed there, but you know. Unfortunately, hot take, but but you know maybe like kind of like uh, or we could certainly go to like um, the Microsoft offices. Paul Definitely, Allen. Exactly. Well, yeah, the rock and roll experience, oh, the, the uh, EM yeah. project, but also just like where Paul Allen, probably like his office. Man, if we, we could, could be- ask to do an episode in like Paul Allen's office, <laughs> or like where Balma Paul Allen used to get together and and talk about I don't know like jamming. We should just get like some like headset mics yeah. and do one in the EMT museum. It's and not just, even what well, that's a, that's actually a plate. What reverb. the hell is it called? The, ex- the Exper- EMP, EMP Experience Music Project. You can remix cross down traffic in there. I've done it. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got it's this, we there's eight, walk eight tracks. One of them is a juice harp or like a comb mic, a comb harmonica or whatever. Huh. One of them is that. It's like how your mix on, sound? Well, I was like. Better so 18, than the original, 18 right? when I did it, but it was certainly... It was it was It competed. Yeah. It, it was up there. Yeah. Well, I had my U, University of Satellite, so I was... Well, you probably couldn't use a lot of the gear then. That was, well, I have like a pretty good, like a lot of DSP on it. So, right. Yeah. So I was using some of the Ocean Ocean Way, like room simulation. Mm, kind of providing stuff. a new... Well, I wanted to hear Jimmy on in on the West Coast. Yeah. Recording on the West Coast. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, he grew up in Vancouver a little we bit. We could do one at... 
Nora Hendrix's house. By That's his, actually a good idea. At his mural or whatever. Well, there is that house there. You can get inside it. Oh, yeah. We could ask. We could probably petition to get inside that house. Petition. <laughs> yeah. There's a riot going on. Say we demand it. Student demonstration. Well, we demand it for... Oh, like a student... Demonstration kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Beach Boys. You ever heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. Surf's Up's the only record I know. Well, of course. Yeah. Like, I mean... Oh, I've only sounds, I, Yeah, I heard... I've I get heard. most of my music information from Pitchfork Media. Pitchfork so. Media Group conglomerate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Based in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. I think it's Chicago, but, you know... Oh, really? Chicago was the green point of the 2000s. I thought they were in Brooklyn. Listen, it's all the same shit, man. Whatever. I stopped listening when clap your hands say, yeah, I got a 10. I stopped, I stopped caring about Pitchfork when they reviewed Arcade Fire's, uh, not Neon Bible, it was one that came after Neon Bible. It was called like... The Suburbs? No, no, no. no. That, was the, that was like... Everything the, Now. No, it came after Neon Bible. Like, it, it was called like hologram no it was like oh it's vintage it's like the record i just put out it's called incinerator or invigorator or yeah 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 that one yeah and deflector maybe reflector reflector (laughs) it's a yeah it's pretty and they did a review of reflector yeah and i read it and it was like you know 9.5 out of 10 i listened to the record five the worst thing i'd ever heard that's the one that sounds like scary monsters right like, it, like, literally sounds like scary monsters. If you listen to them, they're the same record. Right. And and one of the lines... Which is one of the, my favorite 80s records of all time. What's the best? It's certainly the best. It's, it's certainly better best. than Let's Dance. Never yeah. heard that. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could make an argument for, I don't know, like, Roxy Music. Uh, Not Avalon. No, no, no. Remake, no, no. remodel, maybe. No, Lady that's in Tron? the 70s. That's in the 70s. Fuck, okay. Like, I was thinking, like fire and blood or something you know that's probably very underrated um the psycho mondo there was an album there there was a line in the review of reflector two words it says it says it's as though win butler has taken born in the usa by bruce springsteen and scary monsters by David Bowie, and cast them into the fire in order to make new shapes from yeah. the smoke. And I read that. That is and I so said, true. Well, this magazine's a real shit sandwich. It's a it's a goddamn impossible way of life. Let me tell you. Welcome to our music review podcast. Let's well, just end it there. <laughs>